the Real Talk with Sam podcast series. I am your host, Samantha, and we are running a little bit behind schedule, but that's okay. We're going to go ahead and get started anyway. So today I have a very, very special guest who's very, very close to me, very near to my heart, and I have invited him for our second part of our first series that we're doing within the series um, called the Intention versus Attention um, episode series. So, Joshua, are you there? Yes, I am here. Perfect, perfect. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. Tell us how old you are. Go ahead and introduce yourself because I don't want to take all your... <laughs> I don't want to take it. Go ahead. I'm so honored and happy to be here today. My name is Joshua D'Souza. I'm 23 years old. I am... I am... I, the way it's described on my on my <laughs> booking flyer that I just made, I'm an empowerment speaker, which is just a fancy term for, you know, being a preacher, meaning, you know, I preach in formal church settings, you know, I do yeah. youth conferences, <clears throat> young adult conferences, I make a lot of vlogging and videos on Facebook and YouTube, all that good stuff, and I've been doing so since I was 14 years old, so it'll be like nine years that I've been, you know, doing a lot of speaking and stuff like that that's exciting i am a poet i make i make poetry periodically i am a writer i'm working on my first few books and i also Yay! started releasing yeah thank you i also started releasing ebooks online most recently my 60 day 2020 devotional which has six which i call the slogan is 60 days 40 declarations and 20 prayers or you know just stuff that the Lord really placed on my heart, you know, for the coming year and the coming decade. And I'll share more information about that at the end of the video. Then also, yeah, and then also, like I said, I'm a writer, but in addition to writing my own stuff, I am also, uh, I'm also do ghostwriting and transcribing where, you know, I also am helping other people write their stories, write their books, especially with the tight schedule, things like that, you know, where I'm able to help them, you know, with their stories, you know, what they record, what they want me to write, you know, all of that good stuff. So I'm just really grateful for all the Lord's doing in my life and, you know, just allowing me, you know, to be a willing and available vessel, you know, to be used for his glory. So it's truly exciting. Awesome. Awesome. And that is really just amazing. And, um, uh, I'm actually uh, familiar somewhat with ghostwriting. I've done a little bit of it. I actually, I'm like, man, I haven't done ghostwriting in a long time. But anyway, but um, I'm so super excited to hear that you are doing such amazing things. You're very, very talented. One of the most talented people that I've ever met. And I just have to say oh, wow. that it's the truth. And um, for those of you who don't know, um, Joshua and I have known each other for what, like three years now? Uh, I think two, yeah. Oh, two, yeah, two, three years. Yeah. And ever since then, like, I don't know why, but like our spirits just were like, I don't know, it just, we just hit it off and we were friends. We, we've been friends ever since then. And we've just um, truly held each other accountable for our goals. And when times got tough, we lifted each other up. We encouraged each other. We prayed for each other. And that's truly like a relationship that um a friendship that is really rare to find nowadays and i just wanted to say i yes. really greatly appreciate you number one for being here with me and number two um because you've really seen me before i got to the stage where i am today and um honestly like a lot of people have dropped off and i know the same it was the same thing yes. with you. 
So just to be here is alone a testimony, but we're actually not going to go into that today, at least not this episode. Right, maybe another right. <laughs> right, where we are going to talk about something very, very important that we begun to discuss, la not last week, a couple of weeks ago. So we are back with this um, topic about attention versus intention, this idea of the difference between the two. So um, Joshua, I don't know if you got a chance to uh, listen to the last episode where I basically introduced it, but um, I was talking about the difference between the two. So I went into the definitions of uh, mm -hmm. the attention and uh, what intention means and what attention means. And um, wow. I talked about what I, how it, how it comes off to me, like, when I hear the word, what do I think of? So now yeah. that we've kind of laid the foundation, I want to know, um, now that you know the two, the two definitions, how would you personally interpret the two words, attention versus intention? You don't have to go in a specific order, just, you know, however you want. Um, right. How would you interpret those words? Okay. Well, I know for me, I would say, of course, attention attention of course is what you would do is you know basically when you want when you do something you of course you're doing something you're doing an action you're saying something you want you put something out there that's supposed to bring a response it's supposed to bring a reaction you know mm -hmm. something that's going to turn somebody's neck something that's going to cause up whether it's one person or multiple people to pay you know to notice you to kind of see you and i know this because of course because like pal for attention of course there are some times in life i mean not to jump ahead and all but of course there are right. times in life where uh people after a while you can crave attention so much that it no longer matters that unfortunately gets to the point where it no longer matters if it's good attention or bad attention, especially growing up for me personally, dealing with, definitely dealing with bullies in school, definitely, you know, always being, you know, bullied a lot when I was growing up in school, honestly, even all the way to high school and even college, to be honest, where, you know, people would purposely, you know, do things to me to get bad attention. Right, you know, right. You know, throw stuff at me in the middle of class, you know, point at me and do all kind of crazy stuff to me in the middle of class or at gym or joining yeah, yeah. Class, all of that stuff, you know, to get bad attention. And what would hurt with that attention was some of these kids are even popular. So, of mm -hmm. course, no one thought, no one saw the things they did to me. Nobody saw what they did. But, of course... They, because they was popular, that attention masked, you know, what they really was doing, you know, to hurt me and abuse me and stuff like that. But I even, I even back then as a child, I remember the principal made an excuse for why one of the, my major bullies acted the way they did. They said, oh, it's because their father died. But I'm like, okay, mm. but I understand grief. I understand acting. I understand your heart might be in a different place, but... If that happened like 10 years ago, five, 10 years ago, right? that doesn't give you an excuse to do it to me, especially when you choose right. who's bully because you don't do that to the other kids in school, but you do that to me because I'm the new kid, maybe because unfortunately, you know, my skin tone, my size, right. all of that stuff. 
So you have a conscious choice because you know how to act when you right. want to act. But of course, people like feeling empowered as well. And that's probably one of the reasons because unfortunately bullies and all that stuff, they want to feel some type of power. Maybe they don't have power at home. You know, maybe they've been abused at home. So mm -hmm. they inflict that pain elsewhere, you know, in order to feel some kind of power. And you and it happens, unfortunately, when that's not dealt with in your childhood stages, it carries on into leadership. You know, maybe, unfortunately, you start throwing your weight around, you know, in, in your place of work or in mm -hmm. ministry. And unfortunately, and then when it's not dealt with, it can literally cause a lot of damage. Yes, it can. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, you kind of just stepped on the next question I was going to ask you, but um, but that's okay. That's okay because you know that's the whole purpose of us, you know, talking about this. Right. Now, that's uh, that's honestly a, a similar story to what I went through as a kid. I was also bullied and teased um, about not necessarily about my skin tone, but um, a similar story. Um, there was this girl that I used to go to um, an after-school program with called Beacon. And her name was Grace. And she used to, like, I don't know what happened. Actually, no, I do know what happened. But um, um, at first, she was really nice. She never gave me an issue. And then all of a sudden, she just started teasing me. She started bullying me. She started putting me down. And I was wondering, like, what in the world was going on? And, you know, it was like she was almost, like, attention-seeking. But I didn't understand at the time why she was, you know, trying to seek attention and trying to put me in a position where like everybody's looking at me like something's wrong with me because you know she's picking on me all of a sudden so right. you know, after you know it, it came up until a point where we had to almost fist fight because i was tired of being you know bullied. Yeah. so when that happened then a conference took place between her i guess her parents and her or whatever and it was basically found out that her parents were fighting a lot and they were i think getting a divorce or something and so that was the reason she was acting out in school. But like you said, like it really, you know, you don't use that as an excuse to treat someone else that has nothing to do with your situation at home wrong, like, cause that was wrong. But I mean, as a kid, you don't really understand that. You don't really have the capacity to understand that. So um, that's an example of how a negative attention really can fuel a fire that, you know, is very hard to put out. And sometimes it affects you later on in life. It has a very negative yeah. effect on you, unless you go and get that matter straight yourself. Because really, it depends on us to go through the healing process. It's not their responsibility, it's ours. But it is their responsibility of their actions toward, you know, how they treated us. So, you know, I just wanted to, um, to kind of contribute to the conversation that way. Um, so I'm very familiar with, you know, that type of stuff. Now, yeah. um, have you ever had um, any experience with, um, with, in, with intention? Like, has it ever, what? like, have you ever had an experience where it has either benefited you or negatively affected you? It's crazy because, because like, it's crazy because actually now it's starting to, what I'm about to say is starting to flow and intertwine. And you know, this what I'm about to say is gonna sum up the last ten years of my life in literally one minute. One minute. <laughs> right in one minute, right. So basically for me, this is actually where intention begins. It's like where attention started or what what the bad attention I received, you know, started, it began to take me to a journey 
of, you know, purifying and, you know, changing my intentions. Because, of course, you know, when you're a bully, when you are a victim of bullying or any type of physical or verbal abuse, it brings you, it unfortunately brings you bad attention because those words and those things people say to you and about you mm-hmm. literally can affect how multitudes of people view you, multitudes of kids, multitudes of people in the workplace, even multitudes of people in ministry. So of course I started going on a journey, long story short, which I may have to talk about on another day, you know, where, um, you know, growing up because I was bullied a lot and I didn't have, I don't say I didn't have friends, but you know, my friend, even the few friends I had, or unfortunately I thought I had, it's like, they would friend me from a distance. Okay, oh, they would say stuff. Okay, we love you. They'll hug me. You know, what's up? High five, whatever. But of course, I would never be even invited to the party. You know, I'd never be invited to simply hang out with them. I would, if we have to do a class project, you know, they would, we would do the class project and then they would tell, say, we're all going home. And then after I went home, they would continue to hang out without me and stuff like that. After a while, it begins to put you in a place where, I don't want to say it's bad attention, but unfortunately, when you have when you want bad attention, your intentions start to become impure and that carry over into ministry because mm. even growing up, you know, being in ministry and stuff like that, doing all kinds of like you know, singing in the choir, I can tell you, you know, preaching, speaking, all of that. While my heart was pure and my attempt and my desire for attention and affirmation from some of the leaders I was under was pure unfortunately it got to the point where I had to make sure am I trying too hard you know to impress them or to convince them of who God has called me to be or Mm -hmm. am I truly doing this because I want God to have his way and there Mm -hmm. were many challenges growing up you know over the last two years up until now where I had to literally choose daily even when I do things and serve in ministry, I have to literally check myself every moment. It's like, okay, yes. am I doing this so that I can be seen by my lead, by a leader or a pastor? Am I doing this so that, you know, am I doing this so that, you know, somebody could notice me or stuff right. like that? Or am I doing this because God wants to be glorified? Because at the same time, mm-hmm. we do desire and crave human interaction we have we crave human affirmation because we were built for that you know even when God told said about you know Adam needing Adam needing to help me Adam needing Eve you know needing that affirmation that companionship somebody just to let you know you're doing great or you know we're proud of you and stuff like that but at the same time we can't afford to lose our minds always get that attention we have to realize okay even if they don't see me even if they don't appreciate me that I have to learn that God as long as God is getting the glory out of what I'm doing as long as God is getting the glory out of what I'm putting out even with social media because you can get discouraged and yes post something and we say oh this is good and more times (laughs) it is but unfortunately, because you might not always have the level of influence somebody else may yes. have, it can get in discouraging. Mm-hmm. But then one thing that I learned with the Lord is really what, what is focusing on the one. Now, it's a risky turn that, you know, 
focusing on the one doesn't, you know, bring financial increase. Of course, not focusing on the one might not always bring level influence, but when we think about setting our mind on things above and heavenly treasures, you don't know who that one person that may always like your post, that one person mm -hmm. that may always share that one person that may always inbox you, let you know how much you're a blessing and you don't yes. know your seeds are going to take that one person. And maybe, just maybe, if that one person ends up becoming something huge one day, yes. all those seeds you poured into that person, God is going to put on your account. Like, I remember, oh, I remember hearing many years ago, I think Billy Graham said one day he had a dream mm -hmm. about, like, you know, when he would go, about when he died, about one day, you know, when he would die and go to heaven and that. He was at a dinner with the Lord. And of course, you know, they had all, like how they say, you know, we're going to get those that have been faithful will get a crown and a reward. Yes. And he's sitting, like there was a chair for somebody that was on the way. And I guess that was headed to the room and the crown was bigger than his. And of course, Billy Graham's like, you know, Lord, I'm not, you know, I'm not big about crowns all that. I'm just really curious, you know, because I have a pretty big crown that you've given me. But yes. who's this bigger crown for? And and I think Jesus, he said in his dream, the Lord either told him that I think it was either a lady that prayed for him when he was younger or his grandmother that prayed for him when he was younger. Because if it wasn't for this lady's prayers, it wasn't for her, you know, like, I guess, encouraging him in the Lord that we wouldn't have who we had. So, like I said, those behind the scenes people, because we, we get so confused as the body of Christ, because mm -hmm. Not meant to be shown on your face. Your brain is not meant to be shown on your face. You know, all those vital organs are meant to be inside, but because they are inside, they're still vital. And yes. you know, we have to be careful that you know, because if a body part is exposed or out of place, that will literally destroy and kill everybody else that's yes. a part of that body. So because of that, we just have to be careful that you know we're doing things to the glory of God, realizing what we think is a small contribution is literally keeping the body going. Cause you know, people die all the time from, mm. from clots. Like, you know, you can have a clot and you can have like a clot or a blood, your blood's not going through your finger. And if it stops right there, your heart could, you know, stop like that. So that's why, you know, you can't think whether you're a heart or a mind, whether you're a toe, you know, a hand or whatever, you know, whatever mm -hmm. God's place you to be, whatever your purpose is, you can't yes. despise the small beginnings. Yes. Like the so, you know, God had to heal my heart so that I'm making sure I'm doing things for the right motives, you know, not to please a pastor, not to please a, not to please a, a colleague in ministry. And mm -hmm. honestly, let's be real, let's be real and honest, you know, not even to please not even to please another female because I said I was a whole nother season I had mm -hmm. to go through as well, especially due to bullying, you know, being rejected a lot, you know, because mm -hmm. of it. So it, it really danced myself esteem. I said I only found it in God. And literally, one of the last things I can truly say is the one way to purify your intent intention is, you know, to seek attention first and foremost from God alone yes. and, and the quote that God gave me the one word that God gave me for today was that you know you had to practice privacy in God's presence you know That's and right. that will increase mm -hmm. that will increase your power that will literally purify your motives and it'll give you peace like you say okay yes. God I'm doing this for you 
and I seek to please you, even if even if my family's mad at me, even if my friends might be disappointed in me, even if I'm not getting the affirmation from those who I really craved it from and desired it from, as long as I'm getting it from you and, you know, be continuing to be affirmed as your son, your mm-hmm. daughter, you know, that I will be secure. I will be safe. Yes. I will be who you call me to be with or without the accolades of man. And yes. that's what healing begins. That's where deliverance begins. That's where new levels of confidence and self-esteem begin to extend because of course, you know, being a victim is, is painful, of course, and you can carry those wounds for years. But I said, but when you really take that before God, because there's nothing wrong with attention, but at the same time, good attention will come when your intentions are pure. And because like how it says, when your intentions are pure, you will have favor with God and man. Yes. Favor with everybody. God is not calling you to have every favor with everybody because Jesus didn't have favor with everybody. Jesus only had favor with those who he still chose to die for because imagine if Jesus did, imagine if Jesus chose not to die because he knew everyone wasn't going to accept him. Imagine mm-hmm. if he chose not to go on the cross because he knew, unfortunately, millions and billions of people was not going to accept him but the fact that he still chose to do it for the ones that would accept him for the ones that would love him for the ones that would trust him and he said you know what it may not be the whole world it may not be the whole entire population of eternity mm-hmm. but for the few that's gonna love me i'm going i'm still gonna do it i'm still gonna i'm still gonna love them i'm still gonna sacrifice myself for them and i'm like that's the ultimate example because he has to go through that season of bad attention and to keep his intention sure because you know pride could have got in a way where he said i'm god why do i have to go through this but because his heart was pure even to the end even when he wrestled with god so that's why I'm grateful, like I said, doing it for the one. Jesus is the ultimate example of that. Doing it for the one. Everybody's not meant to receive you because if some people receive you, they're going to damage you even further. So God will protect you even in those moments. So that's why I am so grateful, you know, for the Lord setting that ultimate example of attention and versus intention. Wow, man, that was a whole, <laughs> that was a whole word. And you just, you know what? And like, it, that wasn't even right. How it was tied yeah. together like that because mm-hmm. I would have never even thought of that. Like, like, I can't even, like, I'm just so like, wow, at this point. Um, but like, but that is so true. That is so true. Like Jesus had to make sure that his intentions were pure, even though that he was receiving negative attention from the so-called leaders, um, back then. And it really, it really like puts things in perspective. Like, you know what, like Jesus really went through the exact same thing. And it's so funny how I was given this topic because I'm like, okay, God, like, how does this um, ref- like, how does this relate to our Christian walk? 
And you just beautifully tied all of that together. So I thank you so much. And honestly, we can talk about this all day, but we are short on time. Because like we may have to come back and do another one because like this is yeah. this is so, so, so good. And I thank you so much for that. But before we close out, um, I really want you to share with us what you have in the works, products, services, sales, promotions. Um, but I'm going to ask like, if you could like, just tell us real quick with like in one or two minutes what you have. Um, just go ahead and do that because I want you to get it out there so people will know and people can look for it. So go ahead. Okay, absolutely. Okay, so number one, number one, um, number one, like I said, I have a, I do have a, I do have a 2020 devotional out for $20 and $10 and you can follow my name, just what my name on, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter mm -hmm. is the Sousa Declares, which is, which I'll, I'll, and I'm sure Samantha will post all that information yeah. where she shares the links later. But yeah, mm -hmm. I have a 2020 devotional out, so you can reach out to me if you want that. I also will be hosting a writing conference on Facebook next, literally next week oh, for, for $30, for $30, where where, where I'll be talking about, like, you know, like I said, I'm a writer, I'll be talking about the writing devotionals, writing blogs, writing mm -hmm. sermons, all mm -hmm. of that good stuff where, you know, especially you just want to take your writing to the next level. And like I said, I am a ghost writer and transcriber. So where I help people write their stories, you know, write their stories or whatever, they feel God's leading them to write, you know, just partner with them in that process. So I am available for any of those resources if you need and like I said my name my name will be on the on the on the podcast so just literally type in my name on social media on Facebook on Instagram and you'll be able to find me and then you can just reach out to me if you're interested in one or all of the above and I will be more than delighted to work with you awesome awesome thank you so much and I'm great I'm looking forward to it myself because that is some major, major work, and I know it's going to touch the lives of many. I've told you this before, um, but I just know that it's going to touch so many lives. So all writers who are listening to this, all scribes, all blog writers, whatever, make sure that you take advantage of this opportunity, because not everyone gives this gives an opportunity like this. So make sure that you hop on, make sure you contact him ASAP, because those spots are filling up. All right, so we're going to uh, close out now. Like Once again, Joshua, thank you for joining us today in this conversation. Um, and I will speak to you in a little while. I will get that stuff out to you guys as well what, about what he just said um, with the things that he has going on. But in the meantime, we're going to close out. And um, this has been the Real Talk with Sam podcast series. I will catch you all on the next episode.